really give us money. Welcome, everyone. It's the 4th and 1 podcast, anchor.fm slash 4th and 1, or find us on Spotify by searching 4th and 1 podcast. Welcome to this week's show. Simeon, everyone can hear you breathe, so either breathe quieter or move the mic away. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. How are we doing today? Well, I mean, I'm wearing my gaming headset because my thing isn't doing too well, and by my thing, I mean my audio interface, so... Because thing can mean a lot of things. Things can mean a lot of but things, But one so thing in particular... No particular. Yeah, that's... So, I'm doing okay. My hair's sticking out in my hat here. I couldn't wear it frontwards because it shadows on my mm-hmm. face, and I don't have good lighting in the room. Um... Took a shower, which is good. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm currently sitting on the last two inches of my couch in order to get a good picture from my webcam because I don't have zoom ability. So it, it looks like we're both kind of on the struggle bus, but guess what? That's how committed we are to making this a heck of a podcast, my dude. The worst podcast in the history of podcasts. The worstest podcast on the interwebs. That Can you still hear me breathing? Uh, I cannot. Okay, good. We're good. But you can hear me okay? Yes. Okay. So, we are the Worstest Podcast on the interwebs. Again, everyone, this is 4th and 1. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We are coming to you from Lidditz, Pennsylvania, as always, the town known for having the most steps in inner city, approximately 5,482 steps. Did you count them all? Uh, You bet your bottom dollar I did every single one of them. Got it, got it, got it. That's a little bit weird. We're going to start off with... We got some breaking news today. Should be interesting out of the soccer world. Uh, Leon... Leonon Messi. Lionel Messi. Leonon... It it looks like Lionel. But I don't know. You probably... It's probably pronounced differently in Spanish. Um, we'll be leaving his club of 21 years in Barcelona. Um, yeah, I know we're starting with soccer on the football podcast. So he, his last contract was worth about $600 million. Yeah. So, and that, was that is it, economic. That isn't an exaggeration. It actually was $600 million. <laughs> it was half a billion dollars. Um, he's leaving due to economic reasons. A lot of people getting picked off from um, getting bought out, transferred out of Barcelona. I guess from what ESPN's reading, they just weren't able to afford him for what he wanted. Um, And right now, it's unsure where he's going to go. However, top two spots, big two spenders, Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain are uh, the best two landing spots. And... um, Little update here before we let Micaiah talk um, is I have a slap bet going on with my best friend that if Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi come over to the United States to basically retire, that I get to slap him. So I'm holding out hope for the 0.0001% chance that he actually ends up signing with an American club. So either one of – they just have to come over at some point, either one of them, and play soccer. Um, Well, it was – For an MLS club. Well, it was being discussed 
that Messi, when originally he was in original talks with Man City, that the last, like they were going to give him like a six-year deal in the last two years, he would actually come over here for an absurd amount of money and play for the New York team. One of the New York yes. teams, probably New York FC. Or yes, I, I believe so. Um, it's the same. The same owner owns both, or is part owner oh, of both. Okay, so, nice. uh, so no, that's a pretty good bet, and I think uh, you're going to win that. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, basically, if either of them retires without coming over here, he gets to slap me. So Wait, long, if either of made... them retires with it, or both of them retire without coming over here? If both of them retire. Oh, okay. Without coming no, over I, here. I, I, I think I think you're sitting peachy right there. I really do. I mean it. It's 50-50, in my opinion, um, given how the more soccer talk, again, sorry, this is Simeon's spot, then we'll let Micaiah talk, the United States, basically, Youth League beat Mexico's A-team um, in the CONCACAFA Gold Cup, Gold Cup, which is, um, if you guys remember, it's like the, the Euros, I think we talked a little bit about that with Alex a few podcasts ago, it's basically the... It's kind of like the Euros, but not really because, well, no, it's kind of like the, it is the Euros, except instead of being in the Europe based, it's the confederation of basically. Uh, it's basically North and Europe. South America and yeah. Central America. And, um, America did not put on their A team to play because rest mostly. And I think the coach, this is me just speculating, I think the coach really just wanted to try out a bunch of young players because he wants to get past the first round of knockouts um, in the World Cup, and obviously they have to qualify first. So those are kind of the big news in soccer in the soccer world. Uh, no now one, we can talk about things that everyone we can talk about. We can talk about things that everyone cares about now. Yep, um, so I do want to, and we did promise some people on our last video, we got some good interaction. I do want to go over the comments um, oh, yeah, let's do we it. will. Uh, first, I would like to do, however, the news. The highlights from the previous week. There were a bunch of highlights, so I just want to catch everyone up on what's been happening the past two weeks or so. So, um... Let's get it rolling. Um, in what is being described by ESPN as an act of heroism that only mirrors the pilot who landed that plane on the Hudson, Simone yep. Biles came back from about of the twisties, which is a serious... Uh, medical condition, really it sounds like gymnastics version of vertigo, uh, where you lose all um, sense of where you are in uh, space and spatial awareness. Um, she suffered that during the team uh, and then was out for a whole bunch of in the rest of the team events, all almost all of the individual events, but came back for the balance beam and got bronze in the balance beam. Again, I am not in mocking Simone Biles in any way in saying that is an act of heroism. I am mocking ESPN and all sports coverage of this because it does say, um, because, you know, she, she was basically injured with a physical ailment sort of. Um, and then she came back and, you know, she was an athlete. However, I will say this to Simone. Um, she, has been criticized through this process, which I think is asinine in and of itself. However, I will give her one critique, as it were. Um, she has been heralded as the greatest gymnastics 
gymnast, there's the word, yep. of all time, not only by other gymnasts and people in the gymnastic world, but also by herself. And she said that when this happened and when she was receiving the most maximum amount of criticism that she... Silence your phones, everyone. We are at the movies. Uh, that she, that she would that she doesn't have to explain her her body and her illness to anyone. And I will give you a critique, Simone. Since you are being heralded the greatest of all time, and you have heralded yourself, you do actually have to explain your illnesses to people because that is the standard that the media and that particularly the sports media holds you to. We hold Tom Brady to that. We hold Patrick Mahomes to that. We hold Mike Trout to that. We, You have to explain your illness. Why are you injured? How long will you be injured for? And when are you coming back? And can you compete at the highest level when you come back? It goes across all sports from NASCAR to, to baseball to college football um, and now the NFL. You have to explain your illness and you have to do it over and over and over and over again. Um, so you are kind of, you shouldn't have to, Simone. I do agree, but we're going, you want to be held to a higher, you want to be held to the same standards as the greatest of all time in other sports. You have to explain your illnesses in depth over and over again. Uh, real quick, is this the same issue, like, is this the same answer that you're having with, uh, Naomi Osaka? Um, hers, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're gonna be a professional, you have to, in, in Naomi's case, it was media, it's media-driven, she didn't feel, like, you know, answering questions and taking questions from reporters and things like that, um, and she felt like the mental heaviness on her. Uh, same with Simone. And if you're going to be a professional athlete, you sign a contract in most cases. And if you're a part of the league, most leagues make you uh, have to do uh, like press. And so if, yeah. if you want to be a professional athlete, there's a lot of responsibilities that, that come with that. And so, yes, you, you just have to. It's one of those things that you have to do. Or you can step away like Naomi did for a little bit and then just work on your mental health, which I think everyone should, and move on from there. Alrighty. Aaron Rodgers is finally back in the Sega that only matches, oh, let's see here, um, Star Wars. The Star Wars Sega, but is, is a Saga? Sega? Saga? Sega? Saga? Sega is Sega Genesis. I think you mean Saga. I mean Sega because I can say whatever I want because it's my podcast. So in the oh in the Sega that only matches Star Wars, Aaron Rodgers decided to report to training camp. Now the Packers did void. He had originally had two more year, three more years left on his deal. They voided the 2023 year. So that means he is under contract with the Packers this year and 2022. However, Pat, Aaron Rodgers got reassurance that at the end of the year, if he did not want to be there, that he would, uh, that the Packers would trade him basically, or make, or 
release him or something. Um, they also uh, made a trade to bring back Randall Cobb to kind of make him a little happier. Um, so this is basically Aaron Rodgers, unless if they win the Super Bowl, and even I could see then him moving on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, this is his final year in Green Bay. Um, and so he went on a... He did an interview his first day in training camp, about 20 minutes long, in which people thought he was just bashing Green Bay. I didn't think he bashed Green Bay at all. He spoke very open and honestly. He was well articulated. He was very smart with everything he said. He threw no one under the bus. And he basically just said, I wanted to be used more in our personnel decisions, and I thought that I could be of great help, if not in getting an opinion, but then being able to recruit guys to come here. And I, it, why that is a little bit throwing upper management under the bus, I, I think that was more of, I am the most valuable player in 2019, 2011, and 2014, and they didn't use me, and I'm hurt by that. And... I think what he said was fair. Again, he didn't point he didn't point out specific people and he definitely didn't say, well, the head coach and the play calling and the GM is are they're just terrible and that's why I won out. He was very well spoken. I I'm okay with Aaron wanting out. No one it's very rare to finish your career with the same franchise you started with without leaving it. Like some guys will leave and then come back and be there for a day and then retire like Jerry Rice with the 49ers. But Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, now Matt Stafford, you know, Carson Wentz is gone and now hurt again, which is a whole nother issue. Uh, no one finishes LeBron, uh, D Wade even left Miami, went to Chicago, came back. No one f- went to Chicago, went to Cleveland, went to Cle- Yep. Went to Cleveland, came back. No one finishes rarely. No one finishes their career where they started Kobe and Michael. And, well, even Michael didn't, Michael but did. Kobe and Dirk Nowinski, those are really Tim Duncan. Those are those and those Tim Duncan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They are more the exception. They are not the rule. Uh, the MLB trade line trade deadline came and went during our two week. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I, I played that excellent. sarcastically just for okay. you. Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, came and went during our two week uh, hiatus. A record ten all stars from 2021 were traded at the trade deadline. Uh, basically the rich got richer. The poor got poor. The nationals basically, the nationals and Cubs basically traded away their entire teams. Uh, the Dodgers got a all-star shortstop. They now have an all-star, a, a all-star from at least the last three years, I believe at every single position, but catcher. They also got, so they got Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, the Dodgers are gearing up for another World Series run, and at this point, I'm not sure who else could could stop them now that they have the pitching. Uh, the Cubs traded away basically their entire, uh, any core that was left from the 2016? 2017 or 2018 World uh, Series yep. team. Uh, the Yankees got more... More of what they already have. A lot of home runs, but also a lot of strikeouts. The Red Sox picked up another power hitter. The the Tampa Bay Rays, instead of trading away all their pieces, actually traded for someone, which was 
interesting to see. Uh, and the Blue Jays got more hitting and some more pitching. Um, so again, we don't cover baseball here a whole lot, but it m- made big news because so many big names moved at the trade deadline. You see this a lot in baseball. When you're at the bottom of the barrel, you want to stay there to get as many draft picks as you can and prospects so that you can rebuild quicker. Um, And so that's what a lot of the bottom feeders did, being the Cubs and the Nationals. And finally, Texas and Oklahoma both um, were ex- extended and then accepted an invitation. Well, I guess it's backwards. They extended, uh, I guess, permission to join the SEC. And in unanimous decisions, the Board of Regents for the SEC accepted both their whatever you want to call it. And so now starting July request. request. Okay, you know what? We're the worstest podcast on the interwebs. I don't have to know words, okay? Wow, that's a new one, actually. That's good. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. It actually kind of fits there. It does. It does. Uh, They will now be current. The current plan is they will now join the SEC July 1st of 2025 and Uh, Let's just leave off the highlights from the past week right there, and I want to just jump right into that. Uh, Can you pull the comments up Because from last week's video as well, and we'll get into that. But what I will say is, so their contract technically starts July 1st, 2025. Uh, That is when the TV contracts for the Big 12 for both Texas and Oklahoma run out. They technically run out the day before June 30th, 2025. I'm going to say this. It would be approximately $75 million. We covered this for them to buy out the rest of their contracts and join the SEC early. That is going to happen. You can put a pin in it, especially since if the Big 12 gets left out of the college football playoff another year. Now, Oklahoma's been a good representative, but they were left out last year, and each year Oklahoma does join, they just haven't been able to compete with the SEC. Offensively, they have, but not defensively. So we'll we'll see if uh, that changes any time. However, I am guessing, and I said this when this happened, that in 2023, this will take into effect 2023. So this will not go into effect this year or next year, but 2023, they will eventually buy out, each one will buy out their $75 million contract and and join the SEC two years early. Could be wrong, but that is, they never, it. it's almost like your spouse coming to you and telling you, I'm, we're getting divorced in five years when this guy who's in the army gets out of the Navy SEALs and he's big and he's jacked and I'm going to go join him. So in five years, we're getting divorced. Uh, it's, that's just not going to... Knowing a divorce is coming never ends well. The the uh, athletic director who is, for Texas, who is the... Oh, what's the... Again... Don't got the word. Who is the member representing the Big 12 for the college football playoff committee has already been replaced with TCU's athletic director. So again, you can you you can see it's already happening. I'm I'm giving it two years, uh, and in 2023 they will join the SEC. That is only my guess. Um, so yeah, it's big news. Now we are talking about um, 
The AAC, it came out today, we're trying to poach five Big 12 teams. Kansas and Kansas State have already reached out to the Big 10. The Big 12 and the Pac-12 are talking about joining to just basically make that the Pac-12 massive. It would basically extend from the Pacific Coast to um, West Virginia at this point. So... Again, there's more to come with this, but uh, this this college football season won't be interesting. It'll be the main talking point the first couple of weeks until the games really get going, and then we'll find other things to talk about. But I do just want to touch on some of the comments that we got uh, from our videos last week. So thank you, everyone, who uh, commented on our videos. It was the most we've ever had. It wasn't just our mother this time. Uh, we were very excited about it. We you know, did some happy dances. So uh, let's get into those. I will answer um, some of these or not answer because they're not really questions, but they w they are um, statements. We want to comment yeah, on them. For we're sure. going to comment on the comment. Because there was some there was some good ones. They basically, no offense, y'all said the same thing. It, well, okay? and they all said the same thing as us as well. Yeah, and a few, a few different things, a few different ways. Um, I guess we can just kind of start with N no one. Uh, first and foremost, and this is what the majority of the comments is about. We know this is all about money. 100% oh, yeah, sure. dollar bills, dollar dollar bills, dollar dollar bills, yeah. yo. That is all yeah. that this is about. Um, Texas and Oklahoma are basically saying, screw rivalries. We only care about each other. And as long as we get to keep playing each other in the Red River rivalry every year, we out. Peace. Yeah. And yeah. just flip the middle bird like I did to my camera. And Dang basically, man. you are hightailing it out of there. All right, go ahead. Uh, fun fact for you, um, Texas has the third largest endowment in the world. Right, which is why the $75 million buyout won't be an issue. The The yeah. thing is, it's Oklahoma who is going to hold that process if there is a hold up because they're only, they're they want to leave together. Billion right. So I mean, it's it's chump change. Thirty six. That is. I mean, we're talking less than the percent of their endowment that they would have to pay in order to do this. But you know, you're a nonprofit. You can't lose money. You can't make money. You know, you have to basically show up net zero for the year. So, so again, that's why I say two years when that number is going to come down low enough where that yeah. all the money they will get from the SEC TV rights will kick in and cover that. Um couple things for Zach's here. I don't know. We're going to start with Zach. Um, Zach Hale, shout out. Um, I necessarily wouldn't say that UT and OU are necessarily recruiting Alabama A&M. Um, you know, the SEC basically. Uh, I do agree that the move will only help now because they're in the SEC and A&M has gone to the middle of the road. Big Toyota competing for SEC. Um, competing is a loose term there. Um <clears throat> but he brings up the recruiting class. When you're in a different conference, you're recruiting different styles of players and different players. When you're recruiting in Texas as the Big Ten, Michigan has plenty. We're, we're Michigan players. I mean, Michigan fans. Michigan has plenty of Texas recruits. Ohio State has plenty of Texas recruits. Florida recruits, same sort of deal. But it's a different – you have a different culture. The SEC has its own culture to be upheld um, which Texas can bring. Texas is a hot is a hot girl, but she's been with the same guy for six years. So there's no 
you know, like, oh my gosh, she's 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 starting to hang out with us. It's more of like she's starting to hang out with us, and she's bringing her, you know, friend with her, you know, her her husband with her. You know, there's no, I don't know why I went with this for an analogy. I, I don't either. What I what I will say to kind of get us back on the road, he says, um, uh, the SEC will only help because A and M went from the middle of the road to the Big Twelve to competing at the SEC. No, I mean, yes, yes, and no. No, um, yes, as in they did do that, but no, as in they got better coaches. They and they started pouring money yeah. into the football to, program. And you also have to remember, you're moving because it's about money. You're moving from football's more important than the SEC. Right. That's the there. Texas will no longer be the biggest spenders in their conference. They are going. It, it's going to be Alabama, A and M. LSU, Old Miss, it, yeah. like they're they're going to have no, competition. I will say, I will. They will. They'll have competition. The only thing that happens here for the SEC is you're adding Oklahoma to the list of three teams that could win the conference. Want two teams? Because currently, let's go back and look. Georgia can't get past anything. Georgia, South Carolina. Georgia can't South get Carolina past Alabama. Only, only tanked. Florida's not there anymore. So it's really only been Alabama and LSU. And the only reason LSU's good is because they had a 25-year-old kid throwing the rock around. So and a pro-style offensive coordinator running pro yeah. football schemes and literally yeah, with pro football with players. pro football players, right? But I do like what you said here, and I'm not going to make it sound like we're doing a discussion board post here in college. Um, the SEC already was already considered to be a primary conference, and with the possibility of adding Oklahoma, with adding Oklahoma and Texas, they won't even be touchable. Hundred percent the truth. You know, you would have to immediately the Big Ten or the ACC would have to have two other national conference teams be added to the list. The thing with the SEC, and I'll add to this, and then I'll let you go. Thing with the SEC. You put if Georgia can beat Alabama, that means they can beat anybody. If Florida can beat Alabama, if you can beat Alabama, if you can beat LSU and win the SEC, you can win the national championship easily. Uh, That's the only uh, thing. Uh, if you win the Big Ten, so what? You know, Ohio State does it every year with his, with two hands tied behind its back. Uh, absolutely. Uh, still in that. Uh, just finishing up his. Um, he says UT and OU owe the rest of the Big 12 schools nothing, and they are going to do what's best for them. 100, 100%, 100% true. I, I do not, I completely agree. They said uh, a couple schools should be fine, but a Baylor is more, light, is more than likely done. I don't think any conference would want to get close to them, uh, given their recent history. They've completely gone away with that. They've lost. They the one year they had one win and the other year they had zero. They've rebuilt that entire program. It's yep. they it's a whole new athletic director. And Anyone yeah. would be lucky to have Baylor because Baylor immediately t- elevates your conference. We're we're li- and we're only you have to remember we're only thinking right now, we're only thinking about football. Right. Basketball, other sports, totally different. Baylor's a powerhouse. In basketball, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For the past five years. Yep. You want Baylor's basketball team because remember, it's not just these aren't just football. You can do that. You know, North Dakota State football plays in a different conference than everybody than the rest of their teams. Right. It happens all the time, but that's not the case for these schools. These are the entire athletic associations: moving, swimming, gymnastics, all other sports, all other revenue streams. You know, 
we had Katie Ledecky went to Stanford. You know, they're the Alabama of swimming. Sure, my understanding. Sure, this is big deal. So I, Zach, right, wrong. Makai likes it. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't love it. I like it. I don't. I, I, I don't love it. But let's move on to our most interactive comment by Show Me Mo. I'm gonna guess that is Show Me the Mo. Or Show Mem. Show, show Me Mo. Show Me Show Me more. Show Mem O. Or show memo. I thought memo. Yeah, I don't. Memo, memo. I don't know. I don't know. We'll call him show for short. Um, he uh, SEC looking at Florida State, Clemson, along with Ohio State and Michigan. That's what he says. I heard that as well. Uh, that the SEC is basically just trying to create their own big football conference. Well, they well, want to become Division Zero. They, they, they want. So I think the goal eventually is is that you're going to have a couple super conferences three or four or two that are going to completely break away from the NCAA because the NCAA is now a laughing stock, especially that it came out that Mark Emmerich got a raise during COVID why a whole bunch of everyone was losing money. You know our dislike our dislike for Mark Emmerich. He's worse than Roger Goodell, who is Thanos. So whoever the next big bad guy is that Marvel comes up with, that's who Mark Emmerich is. And if they don't, then he's worse than he's who, who he's whoever Thanos is scared of. Let me put it that way. Well, Mark, I wouldn't say that Mark Emmerich is a psychopath. Goodell is Thanos because Goodell has a grip on everything and can bend stuff to his will. Mark Emmerich is just the psychopath who you're, he's the Joker. Mark Emmerich is the Joker. Yeah, he doesn't bend he, stuff to he, his words. He just scares the living daylight well, out of him. No, he because of how efficient he is. Except he's not. Except he's not efficient. So neither is the Joker. Technically, he's just crazy. We're just he's the Joker. He is the Joker. Um. However, show me Mo makes a great point. Makes a great point here. Also, the NCAA is gone or just manage Olympic sports with. With the name, face, revenue, the SEC can take control and divvy that evenly out among teams. 100% right. I mean, we I literally just made this point. It is This point is being made this week. So, show you were, you're right on the head. Um, and thank you so much for commenting. Um, listen, this is... This is what it's about. We want uh, kind of these comments. Um, he says it may just be three super conferences as there's only so much TV revenue to go around. Uh, yes and no. There's only so much. Um, three, there's I, only so much I, good I, football to go there's around. There's only, right. Um, I think three super conference. I think that is really the key. I don't think there'll be four. I think there'll be three because I think that like the Big 12 will go away and then the Big 10 will absorb like the AAC and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 will absorb the Big 12 or they'll basically be the Pac-12, the Big 10 who will have the middle and then the SEC. It's basically going to be the Northeastern, the West and the Southwest and then the Southeast. Right. Basically ex exactly. So go. show you are absolutely right. Thank you so much for commenting. Um so, and he, uh, we re and he replied to our comment, and he says, "But super leagues, who knows how this goes? Completely right, but who? But super conferences are on the horizon now, and he is absolutely right, which is both good and not good. Listen, I I I like the potential of all the matchups in the coming years of of Texas and Alabama and LSU and Oklahoma. The pendulum is swinging. Right, we're swinging." 
we were used to the middle, right? right? We were used to the pendulum being smack dab in the middle. 2012 was the last big shakeup with um, 2012 was the last big shakeup with the Texas A&M leaving the Big 12 and going to Missouri, the and yeah. also Nebraska left that year. Yes. Yeah. So basically, with the Big East, after the Big East fell apart, then it was 2012. So that was the last big shakeup. Now someone just decided Texas decided to with their big dick energy to swing the pendulum start swinging the pendulum we're going to the super team wait until the small schools gets bored and they just want to compete with each other because they're tired of going oh and whatever every year it will swing the pendulum will swing back just wait that's that's all that I'm saying we're we're kind of moving on uh doctor reviews from personal experience oh, oh that's quite the name and also Two of them are capital, like the doctor and reviews are capitalized, but then from personal experiences. Yeah. So first of all, doctor reviews, fix your name. Yep. Uh, second, uh, we made the point that Texas would not do well, that Texas would not do well making the transition. Oklahoma would do better because Oklahoma is the better football team right now. And he says here, Texas has out recruited OU three of the last four years. And then he gives like their big 12 rank in 18. They were one, 19. They were one, 20, they were one, and 21, they were two. And then nationally, in 18, they were three, three, eight, and 15. Doctor Reviews, I don't care. I, I don't care about their, also, I don't care about their recruiting. It's trending down. Oklahoma. Not up. Oklahoma. They may have out-recruited out Oklahoma. Do not care because they are the worst football team. Michigan has been a top 12 recruiting team and look yep. how far that's gotten them a top 12 recruiting class and sometimes and two years ago they were top five last year they were top 10 where, where do you think that's going to get them it's going to get them a third place finish in the east jim harwell is going to be fired they're going to be finding a new coach and and we're going to go from there i i'm so smack talking michigan so bad in hopes that karma will just somehow like <laughs> Make them good, <laughs> right? Reverse right, psychology yes. on them. I'm, I'm using reverse psychology on karma. That's that's what I'm trying to do. That's hilarious. So uh, I, 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 I do not care, Dr. Reviews, about their recruiting rank. It's the product on their field. And the product on the field tells me that they are head and shoulders below Oklahoma. Yeah, and we're seeing that. Uh, we're also seeing – Say I'm seeing that Sabian isn't, Sabin isn't going to be at Bama for much He longer. might be. Okay, and he might be. He's not – Old. You, he hasn't. Had, a, he's not Lee Corso. Alabama. He, Nick Saban, has gone through so many coaches that yeah. know that that he has developed that sense of culture in that Alabama will go out and Nick Saban when he's about to leave will groom someone. He will yeah, groom 100%. someone before they leave, and it will just be. Mark my words. Nick Saban is not going to let his pride and joy, the gemstone of college football, the greatest college dynasty since UCLA basketball way back yeah. when, decline yeah. just because he leaves. Um, I do agree that now Texas can recruit in Texas better, um, but still you have to translate it onto the field. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I think it narrows the gap between Texas and Texas. Winning, sorry, this wasn't about winning football games for both schools. It was about the money and bigger footprint for Texas and knowing an OU who already recruit nationally. Texas may be down, but the brand is premium and gets due to the money and resources Texas has at its disposal. Uh, like, guys. Did you listen to the podcast? 
They didn't listen to the podcast all the I, way through, I, clearly. Well, yeah, I know that. I looked at the analytics. Um, I... <sighs> You're talking about a popular person who's popular because they were popular back in the day. They've held good face. They married well. And... But now they're just meh. Like we all like them because they have a good personality and they're fun at parties. But it's not like they're revolutionizing or bringing new games to the parties or introducing us to new things. They come because they're a standard. Texas sucks. Okay? As of right now, for yes. What Texas wants to do, right. they yeah. suck. The expect for the, the expectations, reason, they suck. One hundred. The only reason they have the endowment that they do is the Texas oil money because of their because of their uh because because of their alumni that's the only reason Texas is as good as Texas is i'm sorry you suck prove me wrong if you want to prove me wrong uh, i yeah i'm i'm tired of people defending yeah it should I'm tired of people defending really two schools, Texas being one. Yeah. And then I'm sort of getting tired of the Michigan defense. At at some point, you just got to be like, they suck. And the other team is USC. Yeah. So, so really, I, it's just the Michigan fan because I'm a disgruntled Michigan fan. Well, and, you're not also wrong either. Right, but it, it's Texas and USC. And it's funny because the last time they were really both good were that was that 2004 national championship game where Young, he's going for the corner. He's got it, you know? Right. So, at some point, you need Cut to wake up. Yeah, you need to wake up, smell the roses, and realize that you aren't what They're you dead used to be. You yeah, you won the Rose Bowl how many years ago? Almost 15, 16 years ago? Yeah, uh, 100%, absolutely. Um, listen, we are pumped. We are going to relaunch the podcast in a brand new way, starting, and you heard some of the new features that we had that we've had here um, today that we're going to roll into a new podcast uh, coming to you uh, Friday, um, the Friday before the first college football game. So that is September 3rd. We're going to release a new edition of the podcast. We're both so excited. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so that's on tap. That's something to be looking excited for. We will re- continue releasing more mini episodes, and then we will do a kind of trial run uh, ahead of week zero, which we are both excited for. Football actually starts tonight, the NFL, the Hall of Fame game, which is basically a whole bunch of lower draft picks just running around the field because no starters really play in this game. But, uh, you know, it's football. And for those heroin football junkies who need a little something, something to get them through, this is what they got. So we are going to pick dark horses for MVP this year in the national football league. So here's the deal. The top two candidates obviously are Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. However, I would say Tom Brady really isn't an MVP candidate he's just gonna worry about winning the super bowl not about his stats patrick mahomes not gonna worry about winning about his stats either but he needs to put up stats for them to win which is you know kind of the irony there so the front runner is patrick mahomes at plus 200 right now i don't have all the odds for everyone else 
I know my dark horse, but do you have a dark horse? Um, Aaron Rodgers. So he's just gonna go on a scorched earth, scorched fire, scorched earth tour and burn exactly burn it all down. Do. It's hundred percent what he's. Gonna so do. he's gonna go back to back, is what you're saying. Uh, off the top of my head, as of 20 seconds ago, 100%. Okay, excellent. Um, Patrick Mahomes is 5-1. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 10-1, to one, so it's not really a dark horse. Josh Allen, also a good actual dark horse, is 12-1. to one. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, ooh, are all the same, 14-1. to one. And also, ooh, Lamar Jackson is 16-1. to one. I'm a what little you... bit tired of people thinking Lamar Jackson is the second coming of Michael Vick. He's good. He's not that good yet. He hasn't proven this. To be fair, Michael Vick was Michael Vick was a better Johnny Manziel, except also with a better personality Michael... minus the whole dog My... Michael Vick couldn't throw accurately until late in his career. Michael Michael Vick's early career was about his legs and his legs only now would it be different if you put young michael vick in this day and age yeah absolutely but i think it would look a lot like lamar jackson um which is why people are saying he's the second right so i i just you're not comparing him to a did did you did matt stafford have odds matt stafford is uh plus 1800 according to bet mgm okay so that's actually my dark horse matt stafford listen the rams have been a consistent quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl every single year since Sean McVay's gotten there. Jared Goff in the one great year he had with Sean McVay, uh, that offense was outstanding. Uh, It's only going to continue. Matt Stafford, because he's been in Detroit, the place where players' careers go to die, no one knew just how good Matt, Matt Stafford's been excellent yeah. and you and i i think now with the weapons and the scheme in los angeles and the o-line and, the O-line and more importantly the defense yeah that has the defensive player of the year that has two 99 overalls on madden that being aaron donald and jalen ramsey you, yeah. you're just i i think that matt stafford is going to put up mvp type numbers they're going to go 13 and 3 and he's going to win the mvp um, if I was actually going to do, like, Dark Horses, like, I had to pick somebody who was sure. going to be a Dark Horse, I think I'd pick Justin Herbert. That is Mike Greenberg, who is on ESPN's Get Up. That's his pick for MVP this year. I don't think, I think if I was going to pick, he's at plus 2,000. Now, <laughs> Jalen Hurts... Huh. Is at plus eight thousand, so that would actually be a dark horse. Um, I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray. He is at he's a they are right around each other. So um DraftKings has them two four hundred two hundred dollars off. Basically they're around three hundred dollars off. They're plus, he according to Ben MGM, Kyler Murray's plus fourteen hundred, Justin Herbert's plus two two thousand. Um 
Also, this is a make-or-break year for Baker Mayfield, who's at plus 3,000. Yeah, but I, Baker Mayfield doesn't have to win the MVP to... Well, yeah, he he, ju- he just has to not turn the ball over. That's all he has to do. He just has to throw for 3,500 yards, 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and just let Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and his offensive line and his new improved defense do all the work, and then in clutch situations just be the new Drew Brees and just kill him in between, kill him in between the lines with your uh, with your mind arm, yeah, and that's uh, your brain. I don't know. I'm interested to see how well Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes does this year as well, but we'll we'll preview the NFL later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, NBA free agency also happened or is happening, but really just kicked off Friday last Friday, last Basic, Sunday. Basically, yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, it kicked off. A lot of things happened. A lot of big names. Actually, I do care. I love NBA free agency. Listen, the NBA is. The one leak. See, I expected because on Zencaster it would just keep repeating. Yeah, so I, I stopped. I, I, yeah. So I stopped talking, expecting it to do. Number one, how dare you? 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 Yeah, I fixed it. Okay, excellent. Um, NBA free agency is the league, the only league where big stars move on a annual basis, yeah. and they and the. Uh, the tide of power switches from team to team in a blink of an eye, just like that. So um, I like NBA free agency. Um, however, we I don't follow it all that closely. However, I do follow it closely enough to notice two things. Yeah. So the Lakers made a trade for Russell Westbrook, and Jeb has. <laughs> did you wait? I'm sorry. Did you did you see Adam Silver's reaction in reading that trade? No. The, the NBA. The NBA trades are so convoluted now that nobody understands them. Why you say Jed, I'll pull up Adam Silver's. Okay, so Jeb, me and Jeb have have talked about uh, Russell Westbrook's inability to shoot. Uh, He is a very athletic, he's Mr. Triple-Double. He averages triple-doubles all the time. He led the league in in assists last year. Problem is, he can't shoot threes. The Lakers were 21st in three-point percentage. Or, or in, in, yeah, in percentage. The Milwaukee Bucks were top five, and they won the championship. The team who they played against, the Phoenix Suns, were top five, and were second runner-up. The Utah Jazz, who the Suns beat, were in the Western Conference Finals, and the Lakers, they're all top 10. You have to shoot threes in order to win championship. Well, they got a guy in Russell Westbrook who can't shoot threes, shoots 20-some percent. LeBron James is getting old. Anthony Davis. So what this move forces is uh, Russell Westbrook is a point guard. It forces LeBron James to play power forward, which he doesn't want to do. And it forces... Anthony Davis to play center, which he doesn't want to do. So now you got two guys, two of your two superstars, two of them, don't are playing a position they don't want to. You added not three point shooting. Your entire team, eight players are thirty two years or older. So you're old, coming off of a season that were known for injuries. You're having less time because of how late the season finished. Now they did add Mello, who 
uh, has improved, who shoots 40% from three. He has improved. So, I mean, but again, old. And Lakers were top five defense each of the last three years. That's out the window because of how old they are. I just, they got old. They got worse at shooting. I, listen, you still got a chance because LeBron's still great and AD's still great. AD's fragile. He's here and there. Russell Westbrook is an animal, but what happens when it's late in games and you got LeBron bringing the ball up the court and Russell Westbrook is going standing in the corner? No one's going to help on Westbrook standing in the corner because they know he can't shoot, so might as well just crowd the paint. Good luck. Um, yeah, I was trying to find the... It started on July 31st. I'm going to share this video then. I 100% agree with you. I'm moving on topics. Before we do that, this is Adam Silva's. Oh yeah, let let, let me see that. Are, the, are you sharing it to the to the Lakers, uh, Washington trade? Okay. Do you do you got sound? Oh, can you not hear it? No. Hold on. I can. It's very quiet. It says it's muted in the bottom corner. So why Simeon is trying to figure this out, I will also make Chicago made a made huge deals. They got a new point guard. They got um, Demar Derozan. They got good job. They got Demar Derozan. Basically, uh, they made all these moves, spent all this money to finish fifth in the West and have a shot at playing the 76ers in the first round. Continue. There we go. Congrats. We have a planned trade to announce. As part of a trade to be finalized later, the Los Angeles Lakers will trade the draft rights to Isaiah Jackson, the 22nd pick, to the Indiana Pacers via the Washington Wizards. I'm just reading. <laughs> <laughs> so he has absolutely no, no idea, idea. What, they, what that said. No, and to be fair, I don't either. The NBA moves in order to move around the amount of money that they have to. They're like stockbrokers. Oh yeah, they're they're hiding it in player movement. There, it's it's ridiculous. It, it's kind of impressive it is very impressive how but that that that, that was the clip the of the week and that just i saw that and made adam silva like okay he went up a few notches in my book that's how he reacted that that's the clip of the week yeah. that's the um, clip of the week right there steph curry's new contract four years 215 million dollars yeah you overpaid the dude now here's he's he's 33, so this will take him to 37. Yeah, in which he'll be done. He'll either retire or get first player ever to sign two 200 million plus dollar contracts yeah, in NBA he's, history. He's probably the richest player in NBA history, besides from LeBron. a contract percent from a contract percent perspective. Besides LeBron, and I don't even think LeBron had as many big contracts. No, because LeBron, even when he went like to uh, like when he came back from Cleveland and then, or when he came back from Miami and then went to Miami, his was only around like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. He's never signed a, that massive uh, um, deal. No. Yeah. So it's weird. You overpaid a guy 
I mean, you're hoping he's... I'm looking at the roster. I don't know if these are even up to date with the move, free agency moves. I'm looking at... Um, oh, no, there it is. I found it for the roster for what they brought up. They brought in Jordan Bell. And they had him. Did they? I don't think mm-hmm. they did. I thought they just brought him in in free eight. Oh, oh wait, no, that was the – was that the their new draft pick? I don't forget. Anyway, trying to think of who they – they didn't, like, really bring anybody in. They I think they re-signed Andrew Wiggins. I'm thinking of Jordan Poole, I think. Like, I don't know what their, what their off-season moves were. And you just signed – you just took that big of a cap hit. Uh, they're they're really. I think they're really expecting Steph and Clay to really kind of do what we oh, thought that they is. would they, that they would do, which is shoot a lot, score a bunch, play great defense, and you know, see how it goes. Listen, I think with Clay, if everything cooks and Steph is on his MVP type level, shooting wise, Clay's gonna be right there. Clay's got a lot to prove. Ah, listen, this is a three or four seed in the West. I, they now they need they still need another piece I feel now, I don't know who they drafted but they draft they had two top 15 picks so I would hope it, it would be someone who could who who could help them uh the sick they reached out about Ben Simmons um and the Sixers wanted a James Harden type package so they wanted like James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins and like four draft four first round draft picks and the Warriors laughed in their face, which they should because yeah. Ben Simmons' sock, stock right now sucks. Yeah, they traded Jonathan Kaminga. I'm guessing is how you pronounce. Yeah, that. no, you got it. Um, he played for the G League yep. night out of out of high school. What's his position? Power they, forward, small forward. They so, traded him for who? No, no, they they drafted him. Sorry. Oh no, that's actually good. yeah. That He's a, like a better a, Draymond Green. Basically, and they also <laughs> traded. Uh, the, sorry, they also drafted uh, Moses Moody. I have no idea who that is. It's a, he was a pretty good shooting guard prospect for where he, fe- he where he fell in the draft from uh, Arkansas. Oh. oh, okay. So there you go. Well, there we go. Okay, here. Just to show a point before we wrap it up here. Sure. 18th pick overall, Trey Mann, okay? Mm-hmm. Sophomore point guard out of Florida. He was drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder from Miami via Phoenix to Philadelphia to the L.A. Clippers. That's the, so, type, of, that's the type of things, the moves. So that he made. ended up at the Clippers. I think? Let's see. No, he's ended up at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, so wait. Okay, so let's try to let's try to break this down. Okay, yeah, yeah. so 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 hit me with it again. Okay, so he oh I have I have the breakdown here. So the Oklahoma he was drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder uh-huh. from Miami via Phoenix. So so it was originally Miami's pick that they got from Phoenix. Yeah, Miami Heat to the Phoenix Sun in a three-team trade. This is in 2015 with the Pelicans. Oh. Okay, that was the the Gordon and Zoran Dragic deal. Oh, my gosh. That was like six years ago. Yeah. That was that deal. Okay, so that, that explains from the Heat to, via Phoenix. 
Okay. Okay. Now, in 2018, the Phoenix Suns, for Zaire Smith and a first-round pick, traded – that's what Philly acquired in 2018. That was Phoenix Suns to the 76ers, which also was Miami's first-round pick. Philly received that. Okay. <laughs> then – when Philly sent Laundry Shement, Wilson Chandler, and Mike Musakala, and Miami's first round pick, and a protected 2020 first round pick, and a 2021 and 23, that was the Tobias Harris deal and the Boban deal. Yeah. So in that deal, Philly sent Miami's pick to the Clippers. Okay, so that's how the Clippers got it. Why, why do we have to trade? Why Why do we have to keep tabs on and, where they got this pick from? What does it matter? It, this is just funny to me. So the Paul George trade? Yeah. That's the trade that landed <laughs> Trey Mann to Oklahoma City Thunder. But this pick is from, <laughs> but this pick pick is is from, from six years, years ago. ago. Yeah. This pick is a first-round pick from 2015. From Miami. Oh my god! But it went through three teams. Okay, to get no, one hundred percent. I'm not laughing because my brain hurts, and I just got off working a ten-hour day. But that is hilarious. Yeah. But uh, NBA, why, why can't we just be like, okay, they just got this pick from LA? Like, why can't we? Why Why do we have to backtrace it all the way to the original source? Like, who cares? Okay, so the Isaiah Jackson deal. I want to. I want to see if I can't read this. Okay. I want to see if I can't figure. So this was all this year. So it was Washington acquired the draft rights to Isaiah Jackson. Okay. Uh, Kyle Kuzma and Caldwell Pope and Mo- Montreal from Harris. LA. Yeah, and that's when they acquired that. They acquired that from LA. Okay, that one's easy. Where did LA acquire it from? No, I'm trying to. Indiana acquired the draft rights to Isaiah Jackson. Washington acquired Aaron and the draft rights to Isaiah Todd. What? I'm trying to figure out how he ended up in Los Angeles. <laughs> he, but he ended up in Los Angeles. Wait, wait. So he was drafted by the Wizards, but is a member of the Lakers. Indiana requi- acquired the draft rights to Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Todd. Uh, t- no, no. They, Washington acqui- and the draft rights acquired Aaron Holiday and draft rights to Isaiah Todd. Okay. Okay. I think that was the first piece. That was from from, Washington. from where Indiana. That was Washington. Yes, from Indiana. So okay. Washington traded basically pick twenty two to the Indiana Pacers. Sure. For Isaiah Todd and Aaron Holiday. Okay. Then. I'm still – this says that the Washington acquired draft rights of Isaiah Jackson, who was 2022, Kyle Kuzma, Caldwell Pope, and Mo Harrell. Hockless? Yeah. Well, oh, Montrez Harold. Montrez Harold, sorry, Harold. Um, and – but how did you end up at the Lakers? Or did you not actually end up at the Lakers? You ended up in Indiana. What? Okay, no, we're done. We're done. All right. We're Alrighty. Moving on. We're Excellent. Moving on.
All righty. Well, um, as always, we are the worstest podcast on the internet. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us uh, on Spotify. Again, you can find all of our links at anchor.fm slash fourth and one. Or if you search for us on Spotify, search fourth and one pod. You got to throw that podcast in there to find us. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We look forward to talking to you guys again soon. We're getting ready for college football. It's a great day. Football is back. Simeon figured out his headset and his brain hurts. And I, well, I'm just ready for dinner. Thank you, everyone. As always, wash your hands. You filthy animals. Have a conversation and not a crucifixion. God bless and peace out. Peace.